welcome back to the Be Well podcast. I am your host, Isabella Galan, and today we are welcomed with a beautiful special guest, Julia Carano. Hello, Julia. Hi, Bella. How are you doing? I Well, first of all, let's go into who you are. Um, I know Julia from pageants. We've competed for Miss New Jersey Teen USA together. She got first runner-up this year, so how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's so wonderful to be on this podcast with you. Absolutely. I'm so grateful that um, we've been able to keep in touch even through the pageant and everything like that. Um, I think we competed even like the first year, like when I mean, when I was a freshman, I think we competed together, right? Yes, your very first year, I was a sophomore in high school and you were a freshman. Oh, that's so cute of us. <laughs> Let's go all the way back. New Jersey Teen USA, bringing people together. (laughs) 100%. Um, So why don't, I mean, I know a little bit about who you are, but um, why don't you share a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what you love, and what you're all about to the audience? Absolutely. So hi, my name's Julia. Um, I am a freshman at LaSalle University where I study psychology. Um, I actually am a crisis counselor for the National Text Crisis Hotline, where I have to strategically and empathetically navigate crisis intervention. Um, I also have my own nonprofit organization, Hearts for Hearing, which was inspired by my grandpa. Um, And yeah, I just speak about mental health and it's bothered me a lot and it's been (laughs) a huge struggle for me. So now I just want to help others. So that's my goal. Awesome. And I know, I mean, like what you do as a crisis counselor and everything is amazing. Um, And just knowing you for so long, like you're a beautiful person inside and out. But I know just like anyone, like no matter what you do, you could be on stage in a pageant, look like the most put together person in the world. Mm -hmm. But then behind it, um, we all go through our own struggles. So as much as you're comfortable, why don't you share um, just a little bit about your mental health journey and how you've navigated that throughout your life? Absolutely. Uh, So I grew up being bullied. You know, we all go through something, but Mm -hmm. that really affected me. And it was hard for me to have confidence and feel comfortable in my own skin. And through that, I developed anxiety and depression. And I'm actually treatment resistant for depression. So Mm -hmm. none of the gold standard medications work for me, which was a huge stressor in my life for the long time. Um, for years actually trying to get through and navigate treatment for me so I could get to a better spot, which is now why I'm a crisis counselor because I want to help other people who are in a hot, heated moment come to a cool, calm and be able to feel comfortable and okay again. Absolutely. And I mean, I personally didn't really know much about um, treatment-resistant depression and um why don't you just because you obviously know a little bit more about it than me share what that's been like and like how people that don't know about treatment resistant depression can either learn about it or just get a better understanding of what it actually is yeah so treatment resistant depression is basically um people who aren't able or aren't responsive to the regular gold standard medications like Lexapro Zoloft Wellbutrin those kind of things mm-hmm. um, And through that, they have to focus on different receptors. For me, I focus on my dopamine receptor rather than my serotonin receptor, which is something the gold standard medications work for. Mm. Um, This has actually been like a huge struggle for me being able to navigate it. I was 
such a hardworking kid. I was in all honors AP classes, getting the best grades I could. And then all of a sudden around COVID actually is when things started taking a turn for the worse. Um, I was struggling in school. I didn't have any friends. I was alone and really sad. And then I, that's when I knew I had to do something about my mental health because it's so important. Not many people focus on like their brain and how they're thinking. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was being able to latch onto my support system, my mom and my peer-to-peer -peer mentor group. Um, so the people there really, really helped me. And it gave me a purpose because I was helping people my age as well who are going through the same things yeah absolutely it always is better having a, not only just like a support system but someone that you can relate to about certain things which is why I have be well and why so many girls out there especially with pageantry that use their platform to talk about mental health awareness and stuff we can all relate to each other in some way and finding people your age to do it with is incredible so um, you said that happened around COVID, so you were still in high school. How was it? Because navigating high school itself is already extremely difficult. Put a <laughs> pandemic and um, all of this other, like, just mumbled up stuff in our brain going on. There's so much going on. How was that experience, like, for you trying to navigate high school? Trying to navigate high school was honestly one of the toughest things. I'm so grateful I'm in college now because <laughs> it truly is the hardest years of your life. Um, for me, it was really expressing myself and being self-aware, knowing who I am, being confident in my own skin and affirmations, positive affirmations. I know you're into those as well. Mm -hmm. They're so big for your mindset. And it was taking my brain that focused on the negative and shifting it and really working it and training it to see the positive. Yeah. For me, like I would find things that gave me fulfillment. This was my dance team. I was a competitive dancer. Ah, twin. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know that's something we have in common. <laughs> so mm -hmm. my dance team gave me a lot of uh, fulfillment. And so did like the work that I do and just being part of my peer to peer mentor group because I didn't really have anyone at school, having that after school to support me was so wonderful. Yeah. So as a dancer, um, I understand, or well, now I'm ex-dancer now, but <laughs> as someone who used to dance and know a lot of friends that um, obviously still are in the dance like industry, did you, um, obviously your team was a big part of that, but it was dance like an outlet for you to be able to like express yourself in a different way, like without necessarily using words all the time. I know a lot of people find ways to release themselves through different things, whether that's exercise or journaling, things like that. Was dance something that really helped you do that? 100%. I mean, dance has given me the opportunity to use my body for something beautiful and it's an art and being able to just move to music is incredible I mean I'm so in love with music I play the saxophone I'm learning the guitar right now so that's awesome I am huge into music and being able to dance has given me a way to sort through my emotions 
without talking because sometimes I'm not sure how to put words to it you know yeah. so being able to hear a song that you relate to or listen to a podcast like be well that <laughs> relate to has just made me go through things a lot easier absolutely and I think you brought up a really good point too, even like through music and stuff like that. There's not always ways that we can get things out with words or we don't know how to necessarily explain it. And that's like why I I love music. And sometimes I'll like listen to more like sad songs. I don't know if you do this too, but like you're just like listening <laughs> to more sad songs. You just and have- then everyone's like, what's like, like, why are you upset? Why are you listening to sad songs? And it's like, I don't know. It's just something in my brain is telling me I like only want to listen to sad songs right now, even <laughs> though like you may be sad and that's totally okay. But like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like totally fine. And I'm just like, need to listen to sad music for some reason. Like music yeah. just does that for it, me. That I don't is- know. <laughs> it's so weird how like the brain works and everything like that. Um, but one of the next questions that I wanted to ask you um, was about, like, what have you, like, learned the most through um, going through um, having treatment-resistant depression, just navigating life in general, whether that was through high school or now in college? Like, how have you navigated through that switch of going from high school to college as someone who is going into their freshman year next fall? I totally just skipped to a different question, but I wanted to just see how that transition, was it extremely difficult? Was it harder? Was it easier? Um, How was that transition for you? Girl, let me tell you, (laughs) it was awful for me. It was so bad. I go to school in Philly. Mm -hmm. So I was away from home, away from my mom, who is my hero. I love her. (laughs) Shout Um, out, mom. Shout out, mom. (laughs) And it was just really isolating. I had a lot of personal issues with relationships and people at this time as well. That Mm -hmm. really took a toll on me. And a lot of life lessons from those things. And being um, in the the environment where I need to be a college student, where I'm self-sufficient and responsible for my own everyday opportunities and tasks um, was really difficult, especially when I was going through depression. Because depression makes you so unmotivated Mm. um for me I am not gonna lie there were so many days where I could not get out of bed and go to class I just couldn't bring myself to do it it was hard for me to shower it was hard for me to brush my teeth and like it was a really scary moment for me and so I had to open up to my mom about this and I had to prioritize my mental health and I made the decision to go on a leave of absence from the school for Mm -hmm. a bit so I could focus on treatments and making sure that I got better and that was honestly you asked before what one of the biggest lessons I learned was and it was that it's okay to not be at the same pace as everyone else yes your life has its own trajectory and just because someone else is doing something their way that's their way. You need to learn how to do it your own and be okay with your own journey. So for me, being a college student and then having to leave for that bit was hard. I had to watch my friends be Mm -hmm. so successful. And then I was just sitting at home again. And it was really isolating too. But overall, like I'm now significantly better. I'm able to be a student. I'm able to be a human being, like a functioning human being again. So I'm just so grateful. You, that blew me away. I mean, (laughs) just 
because personally, like I've never gone through anything like depression. And I know that it is something that definitely one is not to be joked about. I know a lot of people be like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. And I'm like, girl, like, don't, don't say that. (laughs) Of course, it should never be joked about like that. So being able to hear firsthand is really enlightening for me. So thank you for being so open to sharing that not only to me, but to everyone listening. Um, it's really, really big. I'm so proud of you for being able to recognize that you needed help and leaving school is definitely not an easy decision. But as you said, like it ended up helping you the most and helped you navigate back to your normal life again. So I just wanted to say how proud I am of you and how incredible that is for you to share your story with other people to hopefully inspire them to do the same. Um, yeah. Thank you so I'm much, Bella. Very, very proud of you. It means the world hearing that, honestly, because I was so down on myself about it. And I was like, because I was such a high achieving kid before and seeing me go from that to someone who can't even go to class and do their work was jaw dropping. I knew that I couldn't I wasn't me anymore. And that Mm. was the scariest part was losing touch of myself and my reality and having those days where like. I can't get out of bed to open the door for my friends to come in my room. My roommate needs Mm -hmm. to do it. So just being at that low and realizing that like that work needed to be done and then having people understand that and validate that means so much. And like, I'm so happy to be open about my story because going through this, I had no one who was doing that for me. I was working on TikTok trying to find people who were going through the same treatment as me or just talking about treatment resistant depression and not a lot of people really do. So I just want to be that for someone else to hear this and know that, you know what, like I'm not alone. Absolutely. And for those of you out there that maybe couldn't relate to anyone, just like Julia said until now, you like, you're that person for someone. And that's truly, truly incredible. And even through this podcast, through your social media and activism and as a crisis counselor, but also through pageantry. Um, I know that you were sharing that story when we went through mm-hmm. on stage question and everything. So how has your mental health affected you? I know we talked about it, how it affected you in school and high school and college and in your personal life, but how was navigating that through pageantry? Because pageantry is so mentally draining. <laughs> yes, actually. Um... I'll break it down. So the beginning when you're preparing for the pageant was honestly the best for my mental health. Reflecting on my accomplishments is something I don't do very often. Mm -hmm. So to be able to sit down preparing for interview and reflecting on the person that I am and what I have done and sitting and being proud of that has been so beneficial to me. Again, it's about that positive mindset and those positive affirmations. Yeah. Um, and then being on stage, <laughs> being so anxiety inducing, as you know, um, I feel like your year, the year you won, I really, really dropped the bag in my interview. Mm. Um, I realized I was so anxious and so in my head that this year I completely changed what I was doing. Um I did my exercises that I didn't have before, my breathing exercises, my touch exercises, in my head, Mm -hmm. 
being able to have that year where I messed up so bad (laughs) so in my head um to learn like I had to have that to learn how I needed to focus on my anxiety you know because it was like focusing on depression and now I need to focus on my anxiety as well yeah and that's like a really really good point that you mentioned too that I always always stress it's like first of all everything happens for a reason (laughs) so no matter how much in the moment you probably were like oh my god I totally bombed that interview we've Mm -hmm. all been there we've all been there um but and you always question like why like I trained for it I felt good preparing for it Mm -hmm. and then you're there and just something happens and you're like why me like why did this happen but then taking a step back and then now especially a full year later after getting first runner up (laughs) next year it's like wow like everything did happen for a reason like that had to lead somewhere like that experience led you to where you are now and how you can now be a better person be find those exercises that work I know I don't know if you saw me all weekend when girls would be nervous before going on stage I was like girl let's do some breathing exercises breathe in for three seconds hold for three seconds out for three seconds I was going to everyone Mm -hmm. making sure you're breathing you're doing what you gotta do so going through the low moments definitely allow you to find what works, what doesn't work, and how to move past, not necessarily mistakes, because I wouldn't say they're mistakes, they're just move past the low points and move past Mm -hmm. the things that we necessarily don't like, but they're there and we couldn't get rid of them. We can't change them. They're in the past, but they just allow us to move forward. 100%. I agree. Everything does happen for a reason. Looking back now, with the luxury of retrospect, um, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely would not have been able to handle the title at that time, Mm -hmm. knowing like what I have gone through since the pageant in 2022 to the pageant 2023. Like I made a complete 180 as a human being and I just know like it wasn't for me. Yeah. But when one day That's okay one day one day gotta keep putting it out there girl 100%. one day if it's for me it'll it'll happen I absolutely just trust. <laughs> absolutely keep those positive affirmations going mm-hmm. right in the mirror writing them down all the things we mentioned so many times but they're still so true and no matter what they may look different for everyone I know like even you said like singing a song in your head that's I've never heard of that one you want to tell me a little bit about that like why you do that absolutely so this is something my therapist actually told me to do um I was in therapy with her and I was just talking to her the Mm -hmm. day before the interview for the pageant this year and I was sitting in the room and she's like Julia what's your favorite song right now I'm like Bowls in the Bronx, Pierce the Veil. <laughs> so she's like, put it on and tell me everything that you love about yourself. Mm. So I put the song on and I told her everything I love about myself. And she's like, this is your song now. Whenever you're feeling stressed out, you sing it in your head and you embody it and just let the music course through your veins. Mm. And that has been something that has helped me so much that I didn't even realize uh, when the girls were singing in the hallway before the final pageant yes. was incredible. I loved that so much. Just seeing everyone come together and like not worry about the competition 
or what's going to happen, who's going to win, but mm -hmm. just singing, using our voices to become one. It, it was just incredible. I loved that. That's so cool. I've never heard of like, I, I love that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to definitely use that. 100%. Like, so you just like play your favorite song and then give like positive affirmations about yourself and what you love. And then it's your song. It's your I song. love that. And it's like so simple, but like something you would <laughs> I would never even think of doing. And like, mm -hmm. like I said, I love music. So that's such a great exercise to do. And that's, I wanted to ask if you went to therapy and like you said, you do, mm -hmm. how has that experience been for you? Do you like therapy? Do you recommend it for everyone or what, like, what is your stance on therapy? I 100% recommend therapy, even if you're not struggling with mental health. It's mm -hmm. so important that you talk to a third party and get that insight that you might not be able to see having bias, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's about finding the right therapist. There are actually different kinds of therapy as well. Most mm -hmm. common is talk therapy. I found that talk therapy wasn't as beneficial for me. So I do something called EMDR. Mm. I've never heard of that before. I'm trying, I'm trying to really think. I'm like, um, have I heard of this before? I have not. Actually, so please enlighten me. Of course. So I'm not sure what it stands for. But <laughs> it's okay. We are real. We are real on the podcast, but continue nonetheless. Um, it's a kind of therapy where you're stimulating both sides of your brain, the right and left. Hmm. So everything that you perceive on a basis is registered first by your frontal lobe. And then it's transferred to the right where it's either deemed safe or recognizable. If it's not, Trump trauma is what is not deemed safe or recognizable and it stays mm -hmm. on the right side of your brain the emotional part and then if it's deemed safe it moves over to the left where it's processed logistically and sent to the back in long-term memory so mm -hmm. <laughs> a bunch that of information is so cool um by stimulating both brain it's supposed to help you um, take the trauma that's stuck in the right and process it logistically to move it into long-term memory so mm. that you could move forward and it's no longer a sensitive thing for you. Wow. That is really, really cool. I've never heard of it that way. That's really, really interesting. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Right? The different kinds of therapy are so insane to me. And like, it was weird to learn that there is this thing that could help and like I always thought it was just talk therapy which again mm -hmm. not hating on that it's incredible and so beneficial and sometimes there would be days where I just talk to my therapist instead of doing EMDR but yeah um being able to have this different kind of treatment that's focusing on what I need yeah it's chef's kiss it's so great <laughs> <laughs> yeah and mental health is like the whole journey it's all personal and like no one's journey is ever the same so it's so amazing to hear that there's so many different forms of therapy and medication or mm -hmm. even just experiences and things that we can do to kind of find that common ground among something that's so different and diverse for so many different people and I think the greatest thing that I'm grateful for after interviewing you and like getting to know more about 
not only you and your story, but also just how much there is still to learn. Like there's so much that like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so much that like everyone just doesn't know. So what do you think is a way that teens especially can do more to understand not only things like treatment resistant depression or EMDR therapy. That's what you said, right? EMDR. Yes. Yes. EMD. Yes, I got it. (laughs) Um, To understand, like, what can teens do to better understand the different types of mental health issues out there and keep themselves informed? I think the best thing to do is have interpersonal relationships with people and really get to connect with the people around you. Focus on how they're doing and how you can make their day better because it starts with you. You know, so being able to understand your peers, uh, the people who inspire you, just the people in your daily environment, as well as researching it yourself and taking that time to understand everyone else and trying to put your perspective out of it and look at it through someone else's eyes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. And as a Christ counselor, uh, crisis counselor. Um, do you have any specific resources that you like to share or that you recommend for people that either want to learn more or need help and want to find that place where they can get things like that? Absolutely. So I highly and if you are in a state of crisis, if you're just stressed out, you need someone to talk to, text 741-741. That's the National Text Crisis Hotline, which I work for. Um, as a crisis counselor, and they will attention and take you from a moment to a really cool calm and help you work through it and just be there for you to support you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much, Julia, for coming on the podcast. I'm so grateful to have had this conversation. You've taught me so much even just within these like 25 minutes so thank you so much for sharing your story with me and with all of the people listening and let everyone know where they can find you on social media and stuff to just keep up with you and all that you're up to okay well you're so welcome (laughs) being on here was such a great opportunity and I'm so grateful that you had me um, you guys could find me on Instagram at julia.carano, uh, C-A-R-R-A-N-O, spell it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, that's just where I post all my stuff about mental health. <laughs> and I have a link to my um, Hearts for Hearing, my other nonprofit in there, so you could check that out as well. Awesome. Thank you so, so much again for coming on the podcast. and. Thank you for sharing your story. I love you and I'm so proud of you and all that you've accomplished and your journey and for continuing to shine like the star that you are. <laughs> I love you, Bella. Oh, I love you too. Your oh, sisterhood. I just sisterhood. love it so much. <laughs> uh, and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Be Well podcast. It is May, so it is Mental Health Awareness Month and We are so excited to be able to continue putting out more episodes to continue educating not only our listeners, but even myself, because there's still a lot that I don't know. So 
thank you for tuning in again. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Be Well Podcast, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for episodes on Fridays. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>